0: Today's reading is from Luke chapter 10, verse 25, and can be found on your pew Bibles on page uh, 1042. The Parable of the Good Samaritan On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it, he answered. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbours as yourself. You answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. This is the word of the Lord. So, Lord, speak into our hearts now, we pray, as we think about that short conversation that Jesus had with the lawyer that day, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I thought what we'd think about a bit this morning is a bit about logos. Logos. Or a bit about a bit about brands to see how much we really know about some of these logos or or what they what they represent. So here's the first one as it's as it's on the screen now. Does anyone know what that logo is all about or who made it? No, you don't shout out. You've got to put your hand up. Let's have a look. I might even have a Toblerone here. Oh, I've just told you the answer, haven't I? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. That one's Toblerone. Let's try this one. Right. Henry. It It is Disney. Right, let's try. Let's make it a bit harder. You see, if you're over 50, you won't know what this one is. What is it? It's Amazon. How old are you? How old are you? You've got an Amazon order. You know, you know, the problem with my Amazon orders is they never turn up on time. But yeah, that's very impressive, right? Today, I'll have to get your membership then. I've got the cheap membership. Right. bit harder. Do you want me to give you a clue? Where's Mr. Wyatt? If you don't know what this is, I'm truly shocked. God, right, one of your best friends is going to show you up here, I hope. What is it, Adrian? It is the Tour de France. Right, let's try this one. Mr. Labretta knows it, but... Go what is it? It is Canterbury. Now, who who knows what Canterbury do? What do Canterbury do? Anyone know what Canterbury do? They do. They wear... They make sporting clothes, or they make sporting equipment. In fact, you may have thought, why on earth has he got a red rugby shirt on this morning? Because don't tell me you don't talk about the vicar's attire, because I know that's true. You see, I've put this shirt on this morning deliberately, because it's made by Canterbury. It's actually, if you don't know what it is, it's the British Lions rugby shirt for, for this year. Here's the thing. Because Canterbury made the rugby shirt, their name and their logo goes on the shirt, And so it got me thinking this morning about this particular question, what is baptism? What is baptism all about? And baptism, because I find that many people today don't understand what baptism actually is. You see, this is what baptism actually is. Baptism is like putting on a rugby shirt. It's like putting on a rugby shirt a bit like this, and the shirt has a logo on it. The logo is this. The logo says, I am God's. I belong to God's. But there's something else about this rugby shirt that I find so thing as well. You know, if you ever ask people who've worn this shirt in a match... It's a tremendously proud and honoring moment. In fact, so special, it's such a special moment that what some of them do, they actually kiss the shirt because it means that much to them because they're joining with a special group of people who've gone before, actually for well over 100 years. And here's the point, when you get baptized... You not only put on, if you like, God's rugby shirt with this logo on that says, I am God's. I belong to him. Also, what you're doing is you're becoming part of something special, of something that's gone before and still is of the church. You're saying, I'm becoming part of the church. But there's something else about this, this shirt that, that helps me with what baptism means as well, and it's this. That when they put on this shirt, they're also part of something now. And they were there to, if you like, achieve a particular goal. That goal was, if you like, was to try and win a test series in New Zealand. And there's something about that that tells us a bit more about baptism. Is Not only are you saying that I am God's and that you belong to a church. You also become part of a current local church. And you become part of a follower of what it means to follow Jesus. You see, the thing is, Jesus was asked that question that day by the lawyer. The question was this, what must I do to inherit eternal life? In other words, what must I do to live forever? And for many people today, they think baptism ticks the box and answers that question. And in the nicest possible way that I can possibly say this, it does not. So what does it mean to inherit eternal life? And we'll think a bit more about that later through our service. But why don't we stand together and we'll sing our next song. So as we stand together, what we're going to do now is we're going to move around. And what you need to do is there are three stations. At each of the stations, there are the same things. This is what you, you need to do. There's a station just over there. There's a station here. And there's a station in the Epiphany Chapel. In each, on each of the stations, you need to pick up one of these pieces of card. And you need to cut the piece of card into three bookmarks so that's the first thing you need to do you just need to cut down the lines the second thing is is that you'll you'll have a badge and you'll have a badge made up of three parts the important thing is is that you don't put the badge together yet you pick up a piece of paper you pick up the plastic clear bit and you pick up the actual bit with the safety pin in and you need a pen or some sort of felt pen as well. So if you haven't got a pen or a felt pen with you, there'll be them on there. Just take one of them. You need to pick one up from any of the stations and then go back and, and sit down. You can have it all Show me the way of the cross once again Denying myself for that I've gained Everything's you now Everything's changed It's time you had my whole life Okay, if we take a seat again So you should have now three pieces of card and you should have three bits of a badge and, and a pen and we'll use them in a moment as we as we think a bit more about what is baptism and what must I do to inherit life, inherit eternal life. Remember when I said about baptism, it's part of putting on a shirt. It's part of putting on God's shirt to say that I belong to him. It's part of saying that I'm part of something special. I'm part of the, I'm part of something that's gone before the church, but it's also about saying that I'm part of a current church, a local church. The thing is, is that Whereas you take this shirt off, you never take this shirt off when it's God's shirt. It's not something that you just put on on match days that might be on a Sunday morning. You keep this shirt on 24-7, 365 days for the, for the, rest, of your, for the rest of your life. That means the shirt get, might get a bit smelly or might get a bit dirty. Because church sometimes and life and God and having a relationship with God isn't easy at times. But that's what baptism is all about. It's not about answering that question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? You see, that was the question Jesus was asked by the lawyer that day. And what did Jesus say? You see, I find the best way to answer questions like this is to just look at what Jesus actually said. And what Jesus actually did was, he did something that he did an awful lot. When he was asked a question, he actually asked a question back. Jesus never directly answered a question that he was asked only in about two occasions. The rest of the time, he got people to think for themselves. And so he got the lawyer to think for himself, and he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And so Jesus says to him, well, what does the law say? Now, when he says, what does the law say, what he's meaning is this. He was meaning, what does the Bible, as they then knew it, say? In other words, the Old Testament. Now, because we live in the time after Jesus has died and rose again, we have the whole Bible to look at rather than just, if you like, two-thirds of it, which was what was written when Jesus was alive. But it doesn't matter whether you only had two-thirds or whether you had the whole of the Bible, the answer is still the same. And so Jesus said, well, what's the answer to the lawyer? And the lawyer said, well, it's one word. It's love is the answer. And you see, the thing is, it got me thinking about my rugby shirt again. Because not only does this rugby shirt have a logo on that says, who made it, it also has another logo on it here. It has a badge, if you like, that says this is what the British Lions represents. It represents this particular badge here that you could see here. It's a badge, if you don't know, of four countries, of England, of Scotland, of Ireland and Wales. And to show that it's from England, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales, they put a little symbol, like they put a rose to represent England. And that's how it works. And in the same way, when you think about what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus, you think of a badge. You think of a logo. The logo has one word in it. It's the word love. Because Jesus said to the man, didn't he? Well, how would you sum up how you inherit eternal life? And the man said, well, you love God. You love God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. In other words, you love God with all of your being, with all that you have. And you love your neighbor as yourself, where your neighbor is defined as as more than just the person who lives next door to you. It refers to not only your fellow person in the church, it also refers to anyone who doesn't know Jesus. That's what it means to love. And as a church, we were thinking before the summer holidays about how we can love in this way. And I left us with three words before the summer holidays of how we can, what it means to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Can anyone remember what those three words are? Or have you forgotten while I've been away on holiday, they all rhyme. That's the only clue you need. Three words. Well, if you can't remember, this is where your bookmarks come in helpful because the three words are these. This is what it means to love God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, to love your neighbor as yourself. The three words are these, prayer, care, and share. And what I've given you, you see, I've given you these bookmarks again because what I find is people forget. I find that like, there is so much good information and so many good ways that we can learn, but we just forget because we go on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and we just forget so we need to be reminded of things over and over again. CS Lewis once said that the problem is it's not that we need to learn new things we just need to remember what we have forgotten. And so here we have it this morning. This is what it means to love God. It's to pray. This is what it means to love our fellow Christian. It's to care. This is what it means to love people who don't know Jesus. It's to it's to share. And so you have those practices. You know, you can adopt them as a family. You can adopt them with your children, and you can start to show them. Well, this is what it means to pray. This is what it means to care. This is what it means to share. You can do this as friends. You can say, "This is what it means to pray. This is what it means to care. This is what it means to share." And so I just want to leave you this morning with three thoughts. The three thoughts are these before we complete our badges. This is my favourite definition of of prayer in the Bible. In all the words in the Bible, this is my favourite definition. It comes from the Psalms and it says this. By day the Lord directs his love, at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. You see, so many people think prayer It's about getting something out of God. It's as if, if I say this, God will answer. The purpose of prayer is to know God, to have a relationship with him like the person who wrote those words. It's about a relationship of of love. And what Jesus was saying that day to the lawyer was he was saying, love God in this way. And you will know eternal life. And then, this is my favorite definition of of care in the Bible. It's actually from one of the closest friendships in the Bible. You know, as children, you probably learn about this friendship in socks. It's a relationship between Jonathan, who's a teenager, And David, Jonathan was the prince and who should be the next king of Israel. And David was the man who became the next king of Israel. And Jonathan and David had this close friendship through their teenage years. But Jonathan's father, King Saul, hated King David, hated David. And so he wanted to kill him. And so what Jonathan did was he formed this bond of friendship that said, no matter what my father will say, no matter what my father will try and do, I will always be your friend. So much so that one day, when David had had to go and run off and hide in the woods and in the wilderness because King Saul was trying to kill him, we read that Jonathan searched him out and strengthened him and encouraged him in God. That's what it means to care for your fellow Christian. And that was what Jesus was saying to the lawyer that day. He was saying, do this and you will live. You will experience eternal life. And then this is my favorite definition of share. It comes from the book of 2 Corinthians 5. And it says, for the love of Christ compels us. In other words, we have to do something because it's so important. Because we are convinced that one died for all. And that he died for all, that those who live in him should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Here's the thing why we share our faith. Here's the thing why Christians, if you're not a Christian this morning, here's the reason why Christians want to talk about their faith. They want to talk about their faith for one reason only. And if they don't do it for this reason, then they're not being authentic and never listen to them. And it's this, it's because of love that they want to share their faith. And the only motivation that they ever want to share their faith with anyone is because they honestly believe that the best decision that anyone can ever make in their life is to know Jesus in that way. That's why Christians always want to share their faith. It's not because they want you to inherit eternal life. It's because they know something so special that they want to know that as well, that they want you to know that as well. And you have that decision whether you decide whether to accept that or not. You see, that was what Jesus was saying to the lawyer that day. He was saying, live in this way, do this, and you will know eternal life. And so each of us has to think about what we want to do with that decision because the thing is this you can never do it just by yourself you can never try and do it and just about saying oh i'm just going to do this i'm just going to try and love god i'm just going to try and love my fellow christian i'm just going to try and love people who don't know jesus even if they even if they hate me for doing it. You know, you can't do that in your own strength because you'll just get exhausted and you'll just get burnt out. Because you do it, and the only way you can do it is because you have received that love from God first. You see, this is what separates what Jesus was promising eternal life from anyone else or anything else that's out there that will try and do it. It's because you've experienced the love of God and you've understood how much God loves you And that how much God loved you, that Jesus came and died on a cross for you and for me, for our sin. And that God raised him back to life so that we could know eternal life. That's what we mean in our baptism service when we say those promises. Do you repent of your sin? Do you turn away from your evil? That's what it means in the baptism promises when we say, do you trust in God as saviour? Do you trust in him as Lord? That is what it means to know love. And then to respond to God in that way. By saying, I'm putting on this shirt and I'm God's. I belong to him. I belong to something special, the church. And I'm going to be one of his followers as part of a local church. And I'm going to put on this logo, this badge of love. And I'm just going to love God as best as I can with all of my heart, my soul, my mind and my strength. I'm going to love my fellow Christian as best as I can and I'm going to love people who don't know Jesus. So let's take hold of our badge. And you take hold of the paper bit first. And what I want you to think about is I want you to think we're just going to be quiet for a couple of minutes and just think, right, how can I represent What it means to love God, what it means to love my fellow Christian, and what does it mean to love people who don't know Jesus. How can I represent that? You might want to use, you might just want to put on the word love on your badge. You might want to put on the words prayer, care, share. You might want to use an image like you can see on the screen here but let's just think for, let's just take a moment and then let's either draw a picture or write something on there. Then when you've, you've worked out what you're going to do, you stick, you put the piece of paper inside the, the clear bit of plastic like I've done. And then you put the cover on. Remember when you put the cover on to maybe, I've found to maybe open the safety pin first. Because you might close it the wrong way around and then you can't kind of open the safety pin. And it should just stick in like that. And hopefully, yeah, it's stuck in. Because once it's stuck in, it doesn't come undone again. And then what we do is we, we stick on the badge. Now, you can stick on the badge wherever you want. You can put it on your shirt. If you're a bit like me, I'm going to put it on my jeans here. And you start wearing the badge. And so before we, we, we sing our next song, we're just going to pray for a, for, for a couple of minutes. We're going to pray specifically for, for two families. Two families who are, who are in St. One.